Hey, hey, welcome uh, to Bonus Girl. No left. No BB crew left behind. Except in this case, uh, he is. So our beloved friend left is not dead. Uh, but he's on like a little hiatus because of work. So less left for now. But he promised us that he isn't left for dead. And that he will indeed return. I'm pretty sure that's like the fourth left for dead pun you've made with his name. But... I'm going to keep on going because <laughs> it's, the, it's the easiest one. Mm -hmm. um, I was trying to think of another one off the top. I can't even think of the <laughs> other one. It's the perfect. It's perfect. So, anyways, uh, if you want left to come back, uh, this won't affect it. But just just hashtag tweet at left uh, hashtag come back left, and uh, just bother him as much as possible. Maybe maybe it's like uh, you would know what this is, Shelby, because you weren't even born. But maybe it's like that scene in the Hook movie where if you keep clapping, uh, it'll bring I've fairies back to life. So if you keep clapping, maybe oh you'll bring God. left back to life. Oh yeah, uh, Shelby. What, what's what's the, uh, the the actor, the main actor who played Peter Pan and Hook? Do who played Peter who Pan? Is? Yeah. Do you know who it is? Well, I know Robin Williams is in it. Do you know who Robin Williams is? I do know who he is. Were you even alive when he passed away? Oh my God! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually, I really love. I don't usually care about celebrity death, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're people, and that's sad. But I was really bummed out about him. I like that he was a he He's was a like a, in every fucking kids movie when I was a small child. He's in Not every you, fucking course, movie ever. Before. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Seiji, did you have? Did you like Rumbling? Oh yeah. Yeah. Did, did you watch him in Mexico? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, dubbed, right? So. Oh, I yeah. Was, I was thinking the other day about the mm -hmm. reason why, maybe, my gaming experiences might have been different growing up. Okay. That is that is because well, I I grew up in Mexico. And although I always had some contact with the English language, I didn't speak it really fully until my 20s, probably, until I moved Oh, home. really? Okay. Yeah. So probably what happened is that playing games, whenever there was dialogue or stuff like that, that is that maybe I could understand the words, but there's a lot of expressions in there that you, you require to be submerged into, into the culture, right, to really understand it. And even more so for RPGs. So maybe that's why I didn't develop a, a taste for RPGs because they were in a, in a foreign language to me. Hmm. You know, it's funny uh, that you said that. I have a lot of friends who are who are international, who's uh, who um their main language wasn't like English or any of the other common ones over here. And a lot of them tell me, including uh, I have a couple of Brazilian friends who speak Portuguese, but they would play either they would play games that were in Japanese, like RPGs in Japanese or in English. Uh, despite that not being their language, because most of them weren't translated. So they wound up just playing through these games anyways, which is pretty insane. Oh, exactly, man. I play through through Pokemon. or, or I mean, that's why maybe I, I like games that don't require you understanding the dialogues and text and things like that, because I could just play them through, right? Whether with if I'm playing Zelda and playing Pokemon, I really have to put attention and sometimes even look at the dictionary or something to, to look at a word. But... Like, for example, Super Mario RPG, I was able to play it, and Pokemon, I was able to play it, but I don't know if I would have been able to play something like Final Fantasy, which is a bit more text-heavy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't it's, know, um, I was just thinking about it. Well, it's just fun that you mentioned that. I mean, one of my oldest, probably one of my oldest gaming memories of any significance, um, despite being, like, the formative years, was when I was, like, so it would have been around, I think we got Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and, or sorry, not Heart Gold, fuck, Gold and Silver in 2000. And I remember having a ROM with just the menus translated. This is before it came out over here, but I was like, Pokemon, Fever Pitch, I, I must have it in all forms. I couldn't wait. So I played through the entire game uh, in Japanese, and I couldn't read any of it. But I was like, I remember you would get, you would get calls from NPCs who want to train you, and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. But I, I just pushed myself through that game because I was so excited to play the next one, and I remember... I don't know. I was really happy for emulators and, and all that stuff back then because I couldn't... There's no way I could wait. And yeah, fuck, that was a really good memory. That was like... 
that was a really hard. It was hard to play that way, but it was still a lot of fun. And I had a, I only played with like one Pokemon. I used Bayleaf and almost only Bayleaf the entire time. So by the time I got to the Elite Four, it, she was like level seven. I don't say she. I don't know what sex she was. Uh, it was like level seventy, and uh, I stomped it. It was great. Good, good story, Rob. Shelby, have you ever played an untranslated game? I guess in your day and age, most things just kind of come out at the same time. Um, I did. Was it wasn't like fully translated. Uh, so, so there's some parts that were a little odd, but I played, um, I think it was Tales of Legendia? But anyway, I didn't get too, too far, obviously, just because, like, it was, like, couldn't understand half the shit that was going on. Yeah. Uh, and I just played, um, Tales of Symphonia, so I was just like, oh shit, I gotta fucking play all the Tales games. You have to play all the Tales games. Yeah. I, um, played Tales of Fantasia a little bit in Japanese, I think, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get... Did we get we didn't get Fantasia over here for the SNES, did we? Uh, on I think cart, first we got it on Game, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't get the original one. I'm pretty sure I played like a partially translated version of that one. But uh, yeah, I, that series is a good series. I really want to play more of the Tales series because it's really awesome. You gotta play Tales of the Abyss. <laughs> I do. I have two. Ver I can play the PS2 or the uh, 3DS. I'd rather play the 3DS one for convenience, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. I do. I do have to play it. You're you're not wrong, Shelby. <laughs> hey guys, good news. I just won the auction. Yay! Woo! <laughs> I was uh, being a very professional uh, podcaster, yeah, through professional. Uh, I, I I wanted to try and win a, a bid while we were recording, and I got a copy of Shining Force: Resurrection of the Dark Dragon for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, complete. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Speaking of that, actually bleeds over perfectly. Actually, no. I, wait, I, wait. Wait one second. One second. Now for the transition. New segment. Pickup pick corner, corner, or basically, basically Rob, Rob brags about, about games he buys because he buys too many. I got a couple cool games the other day, and I wanted to share them with my dear friends. Guess what, Seiji? I got a box copy of Pokemon Sapphire complete. Pokemon Sapphire. That, that's yeah. for Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Even has all the inserts and the little AR card it came in. It's not open. Oh, it's beautiful. But I also got Street Fighter 2 box complete for the SNES. Oh, that's cooler. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, well, I'm not going to. Cool. Well, it's older. Po it is older. But Pokemon is the best. I also got these uh, two games for limited run called a Ast Breed, Ast Breed, a Ast Aste Breed, Ost, Ost Breed. How is it spelled? A S T E. B R E E D, Ostabreed, Estabreed, Estabreed, Ostabreed, Astabreed, Godot. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> I also got I got Pang Adventures. Now apparently these these are for limited run. The best website ever. Apparently Pang Adventures is a legendary '90s series that they've returned in a brand new title. Uh, I haven't played it yet. But I will let you guys know whenever I do if it is indeed legendary. But I, I haven't heard of the original Pang Adventures. I'm going to look it up at some point. What is Pang? Do you is that, feel is a... That, is that like the puzzle game where you have to like pop bottle, bubbles? I, I, if the, hey, I think so because that's what the bot back of this box looks like except in HD. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I played like that it? game. Yeah, I Sweet. played it. All right. That bodes well for this here Pang Adventures. They have these guys that look like Ash and Gary... And they're dressed in red and blue. Don't think that's intentional, but they they look like it. Man, limited run. I love that site, but they they're they're go. It's like they're just ramping up with more and more titles. It's getting really hard to keep up with all of them. Uh, actually, I can't keep up with all of them. There's too many. But it's, I want every one of them because they're limited, and I don't want them to run away from me. I don't want them to run away from me because they're limited. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all i have to say about about games uh you know if i were editing there would definitely be a lot of laugh tracks there. yeah all right uh so we covered our friend left we covered all the great things that i bought yesterday uh news Doodly -doo. mm -hmm. um i got a couple a couple pieces of news grueling quote unquote according to this ign article RPG Code Vein releases first official screenshots, and they even put a subtitle, Move Over Dracula. So, you know, that's... Dracula's taking up all the shelf space right now. 
So you, he better move over and make room for Code Vein. Anyways, apparently it's this um, uh, Dark Souls-ish type of game, um, but you're vampires. And it looked cool, actually. I was looking at some screenshots of it. And yeah, you take the role of a revenant, a vampiric creature that can drain the blood of their enemies in order to gain new skills, weapons, abilities, and attacks. Here's a dated joke. I wonder if they can upgrade their glitter because vampires sparkle, right? Because of Twilight? Shelby, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> because, you know, you like Twilight, right? Did I you like Twilight? It. I've never asked you. Seriously, no. did you like it? You try reading it? No. Watching it? Uh, I watched the first movie with my friend because uh, one of the bands that I liked did a song for it. That's the uh, reason you bought watched a movie? And then, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we realized really quickly that it was the stupidest fucking thing ever, and then we didn't finish watching it. I tried to watch it because I thought it would be hilarious, and I got as far as the baseball game, which was which, indeed funny. <laughs> I think that's where we stopped, just because it was like, holy fuck. It's like, yeah, we only play baseball when it's thundering outside. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because when we hit the ball, it makes a lot of noise. It's like, oh, okay, that's nice. Was uh, there any Twilight video game? I don't know. I was looking <laughs> it up. Twilight video game. Let's see what we got here. We, a Twilight video game exists and is surprisingly awesome. This is according to a Huffington Post oh. in, in, in 2010. Of course, Huffington Post. Uh, <laughs> uh, Twilight the video game. Let's see. It's an online PC game by Brain Junk Studios that lets players relive the story of the first two books in the uh, Twilight series, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably like a Seen It thing, too. I, I, oh yeah, there's Twilight Seen It. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I guess I guess there is a uh a Twilight game, I think. Uh, okay. I don't know. Maybe we should play it for Valentine's Day next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um so oh, uh Seiji, do you know Ganondorf's last name? Because I do, due to the internet. Apparently, uh it's it's his new or not new, but his canonically confirmed name. Last name. Do you want to take a guess at what Ganondorf's last name is? This should be fun. What do you? What should you? Uh, what would you say is? La- just throw one out there. I don't know, Gerudo. Oh, Ganon Gerudo. <laughs> <laughs> Double Russian. Shelby, what, what? What's your guess? Just oh, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. I want to say something like super cheesy. Do it. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'll say like. Uh, Snow, like Yuki Snow. Like, uh, Ganondorf <laughs> Snow. Yeah. All right. Like, no, really you're both cheesy. wrong, but it's just as cheesy. It's Dragmire. Ganondorf oh, yeah. Dragmire. I guess that was in the uh, the um, I've heard his last movie. scene, Link to the Past. It was last seen oh. then and then never used ever afterwards. Yeah, but it's probably uh, for that iteration, right? Okay. Yeah, well, this is on his website, on the official website now. Uh yeah, online guide in which his biography above, well, above you can't see it, offers a more general view. Yeah, so uh, I don't care. I just thought it was funny. You know, I get to complain about something. It's fucking summer here, or get almost summer. And you know what comes out of the summer? You might have heard it in the background. It's fucking people on motorcycles, and they're loud as fuck, and I hate them. <laughs> I hate all of them. They're just caught. Oh, oh, there it goes right now. God, I can't stand And it's loud, and it happens at all times of night. Why do motorcycles have to be so loud? Why can't you have a nice, quiet motorcycle? Why does it have to be so loud, Seiji? I don't know. It bothers me, too. (laughs) I'm really angry. I want to play a game where I'm in a truck and I ram into people in motorcycles. And then it blows up. And then then everybody cheers. Like, you're rolling down the street. It's a side-scroller. You're in a truck, and you have all these motorcycles, and they're just revving, 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 and you're, and you're the truck, right? And you have to speed up and avoid obstacles. Like, you don't want to hit the regular people, the people who are just good people. And so every time you hit one, you get, like, 10,000 points, and everybody cheers. Oh, it's great. And, and just for, for comedic effect, when you hit the motorcycle, the, uh, you see the uh, motorcycle drive out in a parachute in, in the distance because you don't actually kill them. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Fuck you guys. I thought it was hilarious. Ganondorf, <laughs> last name Dragmire. Lastly... Super Bomberman R, which I believe is still just the Switch, right? Still Switch? Just the Switch? I think it is. Maybe? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm happy to see this, but it's getting more DLC. More free DLC. But here's the coolest part. I mean, that's still cool. But they're, they're bringing in DLC characters. They're bringing in Pyramid Head Bomber, 
from Silent Hill. Oh shit, that's awesome. <laughs> Vic Vic Viper Bomber from Gradius and Belmont Bomber from Castlevania. <laughs> that's so awesome. I I kind of want to buy them a little bit. It makes me happy I haven't finished the game yet cuz when I go back I can throw it and get one of these bombers. They also have like um free maps and stuff too. Apparently there's a moving there's one level that has like a moving floor which can be used to reach a higher level and there's a crossroad map with slippery floors. One has all players starting with maximum firepower, and one has them with maximum speed. And there's a bunch of new accessories. Pretty cool. There's I'm I'm just it's nice to see that they're supporting it despite it only being on one platform, which is always always nice to see. One one new untested platform, the Switch. Yep, that's all I got for news. Sadly, what about you? What about you guys? I got news. Oh, please, Shelby. Um, okay, so this is the one that I and I can't believe I fucking forgot about it. Um, but the Gracie or Great Ace Attorney Two is coming out in August, and they just released like some of the details uh, on the first case and some characters that they're gonna release too. And I'm super excited because you get um, for anybody who doesn't know that the Gracie or Great Ace Attorney takes place. Uh, it's like a prequel, but it's like uh, Phoenix's um, like ancestor. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Huh. Um. Anyway, uh, his cousin, huh. I guess, makes a makes an appearance. Why does it look like like steampunk clockwork shit on the cover? What? Oh, I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's. I can't remember the time it takes place. I think it's like early 1900s. It looks kind of cool, actually. Um. Yeah, and <laughs> actually, it's up. Uh, uh, an image like when the first uh Great Ace Attorney was announced, and it showed like the progression of the hair. About how God. the the uh, sorry the protagonist in uh, the Great Ace Attorney his hair is a bit more like uh, sort of pointing to the front and then you see like over the years how it starts like getting slicked back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so That's I thought awesome. it was kind of cute. They have uh, just uh, some official art there that they. That so they <laughs> did they say if it would be a physical or a digital only? I think for well in uh, Japan both were physical. We're not getting either yeah, of them over here, oh, which is oh, fucking sad. But <laughs> yeah, my hopes up for a second. Uh, well, sad. if they release the second one over here, they'd have to release the first one. But would they? Yeah. The, well, because it's a, a I mean, continuation of the first Great Ace Attorney. So. Well, they should fucking do that and stop being a bunch of joiks. Yep. A bunch of joiks. That's cool. That's good. That's fun news. Good news for all of our Japanese yeah. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> of which there one. are so many go keep going trucking <laughs> piece of news um because there aren't uh enough fucking versions of hakuoki already <laughs> Wait, well, <laughs> they're uh, releasing another one for our friends out there um yeah. who, who somehow don't know what hakuoki is can you please explain to us what that is it is a visual novel uh mm-hmm. about samurais Oh, is that it? So it's like you're you're playing through the what? Like you're a samurai warrior, and you're kind of playing through different battles and experiencing an epic story. <laughs> well, it's a it's a visual his- novel. I just said. Yeah, is it <laughs> historically accurate? Okay. Yes, actually, kind of. Yeah. If you take all the kind of weird magic stuff away, there's some history oh, in there. Okay. Yeah. You see, there's the option for what? Sorry. Uh, you can date samurai. <laughs> But, uh, like, like people would actually want to date gruff-looking samurais from oh, that. Oh, they're not that, gruff. They're oh, fucking wait, the, pretty they're as shit, man. They're pretty <laughs> samurai. <laughs> really? I had no idea. Weird. And is this game? Is this is this a Japanese game, or is it made by North American people? It is a Japanese game. Oh, Japanese dating game where you yep. date pretty boy samurai. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just wanted to make clarify that for all of our listeners. Yeah. Hakuoki. So another copy's coming out. Another version, yeah, I mean. this one's called Hakuoki Kyoto Wins. Okay, oh, well, that's kind of a spoiler alert for the entire game. Is it? Well, I mean, Kyoto Wins. No, Wins, like, W-I-N-D-S. Wins. Okay, I thought you said Kyoto Wins. I'm like, all right, well, okay, I'm not going to play that now. But Kyoto Wins, that can mean anything. I think Kyoto had a different name at that time, too. It was Kyoto. No, no. Kyota? No. Kyoto with a. Uh, I think it was Owari. Oh, I'm not sure though, up. but yeah, um, this is uh, this. I think this takes place when, mm-hmm. like the, towards the end of like, uh, when Japan was run by like shogunates and stuff, and and mm-hmm. then the emperor and blah blah blah, and uh, so they're starting to convert more over to a democracy, um. So there's kind of like some strife there between like the people who want it to stay how it was and then the people who want to convert over to the new like uh, 
system of government and stuff. Mm. So anyway, there's a, like a surprising amount of, of history there uh, to the point that sometimes you just kind of like your eyes glaze over because you're reading it and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck this is. It's kind of what's um, happening now. Oh, really? Okay. It's nice <laughs> I was, to know that I, when I, was I just, talk, don't listen. I was just thinking that you are doing a really good job of a light version of left right now. Talking about your history crap. I liked history too. I think I, I mentioned that a few times. Why does it have to be based on left? Why can't I? Because I own miss thing? him. <laughs> okay, well, I'm I'm no replacement, motherfucker. No one. Can um, replace. No. Anyway, this this edition of Hakuoki just comes yeah. with like a bento box and an art book. <laughs> so it's it's for the Vita too. They're releasing it for Vita. Are you getting it? Oh, you don't have a Vita. I don't have a Vita, but it's Damn. a bento box. <laughs> So are you considering getting it? No, it's kind of ugly, okay. but all I right. just thought it was cool that like <laughs> they released hilarious. so many fucking things. But this one I think has all the new characters because they mm-hmm. went back and kind of retroactively added a bunch of new dudes that you could. I think you could in Japan get it, get them as uh, DLC, and it just kind of added to your game. Right. But we don't have that over here yet. Fuck. So do you, yeah. do you think Jordan will get it? Probably. Nice. Well, that I'd should be, be good. Surprised if she didn't. I'm sure I... she she knows yeah. about it. So. Well, all right. Yeah. That's May, awesome. That's, May 16th. that's fun news. May 16th. Six- yeah. Mark it on your calendars, folks. May 16th. That's <laughs> when it comes out. Let us tweet us if you if you plan to buy yeah. it. Maybe it'll be a club game for Cartridge Club. I mean, P1 <laughs> or P2 wants to do a, a dating sim or a visual novel for the for the club. And I yeah. think that, you know, hashtag <laughs> Hakuoki for club should be should be yeah. a thing. Oh, it comes with soundtrack, too. So there's that. Actually, I might oh. have to get it now because there's soundtrack, but whatever. You're what? <laughs> Couldn't you just buy the soundtrack online, like digitally or something? I might be able to in iTunes. I haven't checked. I should. Yeah. You bought the uh, Persona 5 one, right? I did, yeah. Actually, a couple days before it came out, I was complaining in the work chat. I was like, they don't fucking like to release any of that stuff on iTunes. I'm really, really mad. And some people are like, why don't you just sample it? And then a couple days later, Jordan (laughs) messaged me, and she said that the Facebook page, or Atlas's Facebook page, had announced that they were releasing it on iTunes. And I was like, fuck yes. And I bought it. So you didn't sample it then? I wouldn't well, have sampled it anyway. You're a I've great, you're a good person. Shelby's a great person. You know who would have sampled it? Left. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're not so left after all. Got any news, Seiji, or anything interesting in your life the game that pertains to games that you'd like to mention to people? Well, next week is going to be a really good week for the Switch. Oh, what's coming out? we're going to get Mario Tetris. Yes. I think on... Uh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, I'm excited 20th, for that actually. 25th, and then on Friday we can fi- we finally get Mario Kart 8. Mm. It's gonna be fantastic. Now Mario Kart 8, uh, it has been maybe I don't know underestimated maybe a little bit because uh, as port, but they've yeah. Uh, I mean, as as the date has uh, come uh, become closer, I think um, there's a couple of of features in there that is really gonna make it different. A different experience. I want. I mean, the first thing is the, um, the, the battle mode that they added. Well, the new tracks for battle mode. That's that's like the major feature. But for for players that are accustomed to a certain feeling, um, you know that mini turbo is like the key in Mario Kart Eight. I mean, knowing the knowing the tracks, knowing the the shortcuts, but really getting those those curves really really nicely. And getting mini turbo every every time it is possible, and there are two levels of that. There's when you get the blue sparks, and then when you get the orange red sparks. But they've added now a third level of that, which I, and I'm, I'm I'm looking at videos right now for purple sparks, and they, the mini turbo you get is much much longer now. So that's gonna be cool. So I don't know if that's newsworthy for me. As no, a, it's awesome. It's a Mario Kart eight fanatic and the other thing is that uh from a more I mean, general appeal kind of point of view mm-hmm. have you guys noticed that also in mario kart 8 there's uh like smart steering or assisted steering or something like that which prevents you from from bumping uh you you activate this this option so it's like an easy kind of sort of mode really i didn't so, know that was in the game yeah so every time you're gonna bump the game kind of like veers you away from that seems cheat cheaty yeah if you're a good player you, you, i i wouldn't care i mean if you're using that option whatever i'm gonna still beat you um <laughs> no really i mean 
<laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, but they also added an auto accelerate option, so you don't have to keep, keep pressing the A button. So what happens is that if you activate both modes, cards drive by themselves. <laughs> so I've been looking at videos of, <laughs> of basically NPCs winning tracks. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I, I, there, there's a video in there of, of Luigi wins without doing anything. Cool. <laughs> pretty Which hilarious. is an extension of, I think, uh, what is it? In Smash, I think that there's there's similar videos like Luigi wins by doing any by doing anything. So I don't know. Luigi's the best. To, just wanted want to mention that. I'm pretty pro Luigi. Oh, and the Puyo Puyo release. I'm pretty excited because uh, Erica and I have been playing the Puyo Puyo Tetris demo that is on the on the eShop. Okay, right it's pretty cool. Is Erica enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. We 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 love nice. puzzle games. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm fucking awful at Puyo Puyo. I can't. I'm pretty decent at Tetris, but I cannot. I can't grasp. I know what I need to do. I know I'm supposed to stack and plan shit, but it never works out for me. And my brain immediately wants to start clearing lines whenever I whenever the colors come down. Uh, so I have. A, I hope that they're. I'm gonna try it again this time. Uh, because I, I bought this exact game for Vita in Japanese, but because I I just wanted to own a copy of it because it looked like a fun game and I didn't think it was coming over here. Um, but I'm going to have it in English now, so I'm going to give it another try. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do better this time. Probably not, but yeah. it'd be cool if I did. I was watching at, at videos of advanced techniques or rather like things that actually like happen in the story of Tetris, but I didn't know. Okay. Uh, like my, my general approach to Tetris is to make Tetris, you know, you know, but, Tetris. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But apparently there are there are more powerful moves like the T spin. Have you heard of that? Uh, that's when you like spin it right as it's about to land under things, right? Is that it? Yeah, and yeah, basically. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But yes, I yeah, have so heard like, of it. The T spin. There are two versions of it: the one where you clear two lines, and the one when you where you clear three lines. Mm -hmm. And the T spin that clears three lines is more powerful than a Tetris. I did not so know that. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, there's also uh, a combo bonus and there's clear bonus too, which is pretty powerful. Two neat things about Tetris. Uh, College Humor has a really hilarious or had a really hilarious video. Uh, it's called like Tetris Gods. If you've not seen it, I recommend watching it. It's hilarious. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, the other thing is that Tetris has been really uh, helpful with uh, mental health stuff. Apparently, PSTD and shit like that. People playing Tetris, some part of your brain that focuses on it does another thing uh, uh that's good i can't because i don't i can't fucking explain it but <laughs> it's it's supposed to be decent for helping with like depression and anxiety and stuff so that tetris sense. is that's pretty awesome i like i like tetris I, I play it fairly often i actually the one my go-to tetris is tetris dx for the game boy color uh, i mean i have a lot of different tetrises but that's the one i like the most it's pretty much just regular tetris but with a few extra things i don't know tetris is cool we should do an episode on tetris and tetris spinoff someday look forward to it out there people <laughs> all right i got no other i got no news i've got none I you guys good Ta uh, topic 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 up next topic topic i chose a weird topic but hopefully we can work together to get some some humor and some fun and a little bit of education out of it so i chose game mechanics that are illogical in their own world from like a uh, like a reasonable perspective so i got a few lists a few no i got a list of a few different questions and information and I, hopefully shelby has some i mean i threw it on you last minute so if you don't have anything mm -hmm. that's fine just offer comments but I'll start it off with, how the hell? Where does where do they get off? Samus is morph ball. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so, I have something for this, so I'm kind of excited to see what you say. <laughs> per perfect, perfect. Yeah. So the morph ball is the alt is an alt form of Samus Aran. Turns her into a, a sphere, 0 0.8 meters in diameter. It's a pretty cool ability. It's integral to the series. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks great. The series itself doesn't explain how it works. So does her ball distort? Like, does her body just distort into a ball shape? Is it painful? 
Does her body get crushed into gel and then reformed? Does her bones break? Is she smooshed? Is she melted? Does she turn into energy? How? Why can't she use this for any other purpose? These things bother me. Uh, either her body's crushed, which mm-hmm. makes no sense, because, what, they can just heal her back, no problem. She's converted to energy. I don't think the power suit has the kind of power that it would take to convert something into energy and then back again. That's an unreasonable amount of power. And if she can turn into energy, she could use it to teleport and shit. Dumb. I, I... <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> I like, I think it's an awesome ability, mm-hmm. but it, I don't understand it. So Shelby, you think you have a, a reason for this. I want to hear it. Well, it's not so much of like a, like a counter argument or anything, um, mm-hmm. but just as like a, I don't know, like a statement, I guess, like <laughs> for anybody who's played uh, Metroid Prime, you, I think going through, you can discover data logs and stuff that you okay. find from, I don't know, either space pirates or just the people who were there before. Uh, and for one of them, or no, this might have been on a on a ship. I can't remember. But for one of them, you find these logs that are basically tracking the progress of the space pirates trying to replicate uh, the morph ball or the like the ability to turn into one. Uh, and in these logs, they just describe like how uh, they would test it, and then the person inside or the space pirate inside would just get completely fucked up and just dead. Yeah, of course. And yeah, com- because... just disfigured yeah. and just messed yep. up and whatever. Anyway, so when... Because <laughs> you had uh, given us this topic a couple days ago, um, and I was thinking about the stuff that I, I could talk about, so uh, I don't know why my mind immediately went to Pokeballs. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, no, I didn't no. write that down, but I'm ready to talk about that. No, no, I'm, I'm not, like, going to argue against it or anything, because I, I, like, I, I like how they... Um, how they explain how Pokeballs work, where it's just, they do? Uh, they're made out of, uh, they're made out of fruit, right? Or some kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's true of berries, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, and then after these, uh, fruit are hollowed out and then they install some kind of weird, like, in the manga, they call it a capture net or something. Yeah. Those lines. Inside of the ball. And basically what that does is when the Pokemon is captured, it stores their energy state, right? Nope. I think that's how. No, well, I mean, that's you're, you're this... probably what it says, but I'm saying no already. It's <laughs> but <laughs> in in this sense, like how you had said that Samus's um, suit, uh, you don't think that it would have the power to store it, like if she turned into energy or whatever. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um. So on that note, um, if she can turn into a morph ball, and uh, let's say if it did store her energy, I feel like a a morph suit, uh or her suit in general is a lot more powerful than a fucking pokeball obviously. Um so for her to turn into energy while she is in the in the morph ball that makes sense to me but for mm-hmm. pokemon maybe not so much I guess. Hey, all right. But All right. <laughs> that's just my my take on. I'm not like arguing against or for it. It's just I thought yeah. it was interesting so I thought Here, I'd bring it up. Here's a quote from redorbit.com that I just found right now. Okay. And this is about teleportation and the energy needed for teleportation. The total data for each human cell, they did the calculations. What calculated is about 10 billion bits, and one cell contains enough energy, energy to information to replicate any other type of cell in the body. To rebuild a person from an energy form, one must know the full information of the traveler's brain, as well as which brings a number of total information content to about 2 followed by 42 zeros. So the students were able to calculate both the time and power required to teleport a human from Earth to, say, a chosen point in space. And they mm-hmm. found the time to completely, uh, full, uh, to complete a fully successful human teleportation, which is a part of being broken down in energy from Earth to space, was questionable. And this, I don't know why I sound so angry. And the students <laughs> said the data transfer alone would t- require up to, I can't say, it's too much, four, uh, eight, five, zero, 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 zero years, which is about 355 times longer than the universe, assuming the bandwidth used is between uh, 29.5 and 30 gigahertz. Yeah, you know, no, it's a breaker down to energy. Even if she doesn't have to go anywhere, she still has to be reformed. And in this crazy Metroid universe, there's not, like, any amazing, like, disgusting, obscene science. That's what my problem with this is. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I, okay, clearly I don't actually have a problem because the games are great. Uh, Mm -hmm. But for the sake of this topic, I'm going to be contrary to everything. And I don't like it. And Pokeballs, what the fuck? Okay, in some iterations, they're shrunk down and then they're stored in this. Others are turned into energy. We've already seen the problem of being turned into and moved by energy. It's a big problem. Pokeballs are made of berries and fruit. They don't have the <laughs> uh, ability to... Yeah, but there's, uh, it's energy. not just fruit, though. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was just fruit? 
It's like cramming a Pokeball layer of Pokemon inside of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it. It, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Seiji, I'm I I know that you uh probably don't have much to say about this stuff, but feel free to give me your your cold logic. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything to say about morph balls? I didn't think so. Sorry, Seiji. All right. This I got another one. This next one might in, interest you more, Seiji, because it's about a beloved another beloved Nintendo character. Yoshi. How does Yoshi's body produce the food that he eats or people into an egg? And what's in this egg? How does this happen? So I got a little bit of information. So first of all, T. Yoshisor Munchikupas, also known as just Yoshi. Dinosaur friend of Mario. Great for riding. Using as a springboard to get higher, even if it means likely death of your of your friend, your Yoshi. Uh, here's from the wiki. Yoshi's prehensile tongue can extend a considerable distance to grab distant objects or access otherwise out-of-reach areas. After grabbing objects, Yoshi may swallow the object to produce a distinctive spotted egg, which can then be used to be thrown. That's pretty cool. That's fun. What an awesome <laughs> power. So I was just curious. So I looked, at, looked up, uh, let's say I briefly looked up a Google search. And for the first link uh, that I got under how do eggs work, I got hens <laughs> based on hens from how stuff work. Because this is interesting stuff. Hens lay no more than one egg per day as the process of laying an egg is governed by the presence of sunlight. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. The lack of natural light during the winter months means that even fewer eggs are laid during the time of the year. Humans can trick chickens into laying despite the limited sunlight by adding artificial light. The coop. Dick move. The laying process starts when light entering the hen's eye activates a photosensitive gland. By the way, I'm, just, I'm reading this because it's fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has to do with eggs. Posited nearby. Once stimulated, the gland triggers a process that leads to the release of an egg uh, from the hen's ovary. Yoshis probably have one too. An egg can still be laid whether or not it has been fertilized by a male. But only fertilized eggs can develop into chicks. That's that's mm-hmm. that's good. So Yoshi, that's why you're not getting baby chickens or baby Yoshis out of these eggs. You're getting you know other people. The orifice through which the egg leaves the hen is called the vent. So Yoshis could have a vent. Though this hole also forms the outlet for the waste. Uh, that's gross. There is a valve yep. called the uh, cloaca, which separates the oviduct from the intestine. And a hen will keep laying around one egg per day until she has a dozen eggs, also known as a clutch. And if the eggs are collected by humans every day, they will keep laying eggs. So one egg a day already seems pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But this shit is all made in the hen's body. So Yoshi grabs its prey, brings it into its stomach likely... And then somehow through digestion, the humanoid or barrier or whatever is encased in an egg, which can then – and it can eat things that are bigger than the Yoshi. And then it's instantly pooped out. And then they appear smaller until the egg opens, and then they're in regular size. So this is like a biological function of Yoshi, not magic. Mm-hmm. What's up with this? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just like, a lot of these things seem to involve things that are encased in other things. Well, it's just the first two and yeah. Pokeballs. Well, all right. Well, maybe I guess this is a Nintendo thing because so far it's all Nintendo. They like oh. to encase things in things that are smaller than the thing that's encased, but don't actually do anything to show why it's smaller. Maybe people this, are turned just, into energy. It's, <laughs> it's fucked up biology. That's all I'm saying. It's pretty weird. Pretty weird biology. I don't think it can happen. I don't think this Nintendo world, this this Mario's, this Mushroom Kingdom is very realistic. Also, what the hell? Thinking of the Mushroom Kingdom, eyes on the hills, clouds, items that Mario consume. Now, we know that the Mushroom Kingdom was turned into bricks and question blocks by uh, magic or something. We know this. This is confirmed. It's canon. The bricks that Mario breaks are, are dead people. But none of the bricks, <laughs> like they don't. a lot of them don't have eyes and shit, but the hills have eyes. <laughs> and <laughs> that was not intentional. And <laughs> and so are they alive? And if they are alive, uh, the power-ups that Mario consumes to get his mush- his tanuki, his star power and stuff, they all have eyes too. Is he consuming sentient creatures to get his power-ups, to get his high, to get his fix? To get his high, yeah. <laughs> if so, I mean, that's problematic. He's already murdering dead things that were turned into stone. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, the Mushroom Kingdom, how does it keep operating after, like, if they knew everybody was turned into bricks and stuff? They're built, they're, the castles are made out of bricks. Is this mm-hmm. old friends of theirs? It's fucked up, man. <laughs> I love Mario so much. 
I don't know. I, I, these are things that occur to me sometimes. What these are the things that occur to me when I don't have a topic, and I need one on the fly. Mm-hmm. I have a couple more, but did you have any, Shelby? No, I was just I was kind of like trying to get through the all the information about um about pokeballs just because there are so many like there's a lot of different uh i guess methods that people have come up with oh please do you have some i want to hear them oh well some of them are say that when instead like a pokemon is uh shrunk down uh mm-hmm. and that inside the ball is not like energy or anything it's just like a mini like i don't know Par- paradise like, yeah. yeah so i've heard that um <laughs> some say energy uh I don't know. Like, well, they go to the kinda... PC. It's weird. So and the, the Pokemon... PC too. Like... Yeah. What the hell's up with that? So <laughs> Pokemon get captured, and if you mm-hmm. can't keep them, they're yeah. transferred from the Pokeball into a PC. It's mm-hmm. almost like the are the Pokemon. Maybe the po- or maybe the Pokemon were uh, like three um, D uh, hard light constructs from from an advanced civilization in the past that gain sentience mm-hmm. and are actually digital creatures. Then everything makes sense at that point. I'm getting a very like Digimon or like Star Ocean vibe right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that would mean the Digimon ripped off Pokemon because it came first. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that you know if if Pokemon were indeed not animals, which they are in their universe, mm-hmm. unless of course post-apocalyptic stuff happened, we lost that information. We I'm not there. They lost that information, and Pokemon really are indeed just uh, digital creatures. It would explain their evolution. Uh, it would explain the way they're ca- fuck, man. I think we just solved Pokemon. <laughs> it would explain their capture, solve their sentience, Pokemon. their crazy powers, their inconsistencies, mm-hmm. the fact that you can trade them and it, weird shit happens, and some of them evolve. Fuck, Nintendo just needs to go all in and say Pokemon are all just uh, energy beings. Yeah, everything makes more sense to me then. Well, aren't we all energy beings? Oh my god, that's beautiful, <laughs> Shelby. That's beautiful, aren't we? A little bit, a little energy beings. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, did you have any other Pokemon uh, uh, theories that you heard? I used to like I in the anime mm-hmm. when you captured a, a Pokemon, it would go to Professor Oak's uh, ranch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this ranch. Oak I like ranch. that, but it also kind of sounds like you know when your pet dies and your parents are like, "It went to go stay oh. on the farm or whatever." <laughs> Ash caught two hundred Tauros in an unaired yeah! episode. <laughs> I saw that, and I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I was sad that we never saw it. I mean, I didn't get to see James with full-on developed breasts already yeah, sad or guns pointed at children another win um so that's sad but then we but the most important part is we miss him capture a bunch of pokemon mm-hmm. 200 tauros he only ever uses one the other tauros it's almost like a way it's like when i think about pokemon and if i don't think about it as a gamer and just as a person who's playing pokemon mm-hmm. uh, i always start to feel a little guilty about all the pokemon i catch for my pokedex that just get mm-hmm. shoved in a pc <laughs> and forgotten or unless I want to yeah. breed them. And then they just get out and are, are made to fuck and breed. And then that's it. That's their life. And then they're like, cool. Well, thanks, little buddy. You you just got me a more competitive Pokemon. Is that Do like you... a, a theme in black and white? Isn't it? Oh, uh, in, po- in black and white, the, uh, the the Pokemon that tried to have a story, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah there was like a Pokemon Liberation Group mm-hmm. that's saying Pokemon were basically enslaved, which is not not true. Pokemon's a fucked up universe. When you think, I, I love Pokemon. I can talk about Pokemon forever. You, when you think about it, Pokemon are captured. They are aggressive and wild to you. You capture them, and then there's something happens in their brain that makes them obedient to you. You call them your friends all you want, but they're not really your friends if you fucked with their heads when you capture them. <laughs> That's messed up, man. So it makes me feel bad about it. Well, it would if I wasn't just playing a game. But I'm like, and I would die in the Pokemon universe because I couldn't eat any of them. I would feel bad. Uh, and if I try, and the ones that I, I don't want to capture might want to kill me because they're wild animals. And mm-hmm. then the one, and then I wouldn't want to capture one because then it would be like even worse than having a pet in real life. I have a pet. I love my cat. My cat's brain's not. I didn't brainwash it when I took it. It, it just I raised it. Born that way. Yeah, it was born, born to love. It was born to love me. <laughs> and but born I didn't to love you. This yeah, is. but I didn't force my cat to love me. With the view uh, through brain manipulation. This is also the problem I have with that stupid Captain Underpants thing that kids seem to like. Yeah. A little off topic, but I saw the trailer for it. The, 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 their fucking principal or teacher or whatever, his brain's rewritten to become the superhero. It's not even him. It's not his motivations. He doesn't want to help people. They hypnotize him, take his free will away. I'm so angry. I'm worked up right now. So, 
you say this, but you like Persona 5. What about Persona 5? In which you go and forcefully change people. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it's not, not, they're not all good. People, but... They're bad people. And you're only taking away the bad parts of them. The rest of them is still there. Then they have to face themselves and kill themselves. <laughs> or try to. But there, there's like minor ones. If you go to Mementos and just kind yeah. of swipe, you know, that's a better change. They don't entirely change. Look, there's they, the game addresses that moral problem. Mm-hmm. So it's fine, but Captain That's Underpants. Nice. Underpants is a hero. Oh, look at him! He's wearing well, we underpants. He's we a don't man know baby. They... I saw the trailer. They... Okay, that's all you need. <laughs> they hypnotize him, Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they can realize it's wrong towards the end. You don't know this. All right. Well, if they, if that's the lesson, but I'm pretty sure the multiple books and the fact that he's still wearing underpants and mm-hmm. no shirt. He's only wearing a shirt. I think. <laughs> He's a creeper. No, he's not. He's a creeper. He looks like an egg. He looks like a giant man baby running around town with a cape on, getting up to no good. I'm so ah. sorry, Seiji. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seiji. I have more I have more things to rant about a little bit here. Look, I'll try to I'll try to do it fast and then you can throw us some game more uh, technical stuff at us before you go. Look, Punch Out. I love Punch Out. But I don't think it's a fair league. Little Mac should be in the featherweight no division no not even the featherweight worst it's un- this is unrealistic look a weight class is a measured weight range for boxers the lower limit of a weight class is equal to the upper weight limit of the class below it top class which is no longer no upper limit it's called heavyweight in professional boxing and super heavyweight in amateur boxing and uh so you have to stick within your weight class you have to fucking diet for it and stuff because you don't want to have an unfair advantage so little mac is five seven and he weighs 107 pounds this puts him in the minimum weight division Five seven sec- and weighs a hundred and <laughs> yeah, he's little Mac. Seven pounds. Yes, he's a small man. He's a sec. He's he's a second lowest division outside of light minimum weight. Mike Tyson, who's the final boxer, oh. the first one, he weighed two hundred and twenty pounds when he was an active boxer. This puts him in the highest weight class at class at heavyweight, which is mm-hmm. anything over two hundred pounds. This is not a fair fight by any means. There's eighteen divisions in the weight classes, and Little Mac is in the second lowest. This league does this league have no rules? And Little Mac is in the World Video Boxing Association, the WVBA, which is based off the World Boxing Association. <laughs> and this uses weight classes. They all the rest uses weight classes, even the amateur stuff. The WVBA doesn't seem to use weight classes. That is not fair. Is this title even legit? Is it a recognized title? Do people care about it? I mean, yeah, it makes Little Mac a little more impressive because he's like overcoming the odds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not fair. At all. No, we should let him in. I'm still having trouble wrapping my mind around 107 pounds. I don't know how that... Because I'm 5'7", and I am not 107 pounds. So... Well, maybe that's your fault. No, you, like, you, it just... It, to me, the math... Because I'm pretty yeah. sure... So you can correct me if I'm wrong. But right, I'm pretty I'm sure muscle weighs a lot more than people who don't have a lot of muscle, which I don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm 135 pounds. Oh, my God. So, I'm not... <laughs> entirely sure how that works out i don't know uh, say do you want do you want to weigh in nope <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i only i got one more thing i want to complain about and then we can turn it to anything you guys want mm-hmm. all right this is about wario i love wario <laughs> now i learned about wario and i'm going to teach some people about wario i thought he was like an evil clone no i was wondering is he an evil clone what's his origin I didn't like him. He looked too much like an evil Mario doppelganger. Like it was just some arbitrary game decision to make an Arsemesis for Mario. That's bull. So I found out through very minimum research, I, I googled Wario. Uh, <laughs> chronologically, his first appearance is Yoshi's Island DS, a game I've not played but should. As a child, baby Wario is prone to tantrums and already has a penchant for riches. Like all the other children in the Mushroom Kingdom. In this game, he is kidnapped by Kamek and time-traveling Bowser from the future. Why not? I'm okay with time travel. Who are in search of the star children, which I think is a term for like weird kids in real life. Seven legendary babies of unknown power, of which baby Wario is in fact a member. However, he escapes the Koopa's clutches and is instead joined by Yoshi and friends. And he helps him for a brief time by using his oversized magnet to attract coins. That's fine. Already, mm-hmm. that's cool. He uh, eventually parts with Yoshi's to join a coven of bandits, only to reemerge in the, later in the game. I have not played it. I, I want to play it, though. Uh, spoiler alert for myself. Baby Warrior is then last shown in the ending, arguing with Baby Bowser over a full barge of coins. It's uncertain if he ever returned to his parents. That's already sad. So later on in life, Mario <laughs> and Wario become rivals since childhood. Wario was jealous of the more popular Mario. 
That makes sense. I'm cool with that. The exact nature of their childhood relationship is briefly shown in Mario vs. Wario, which reveals young Mario's, or young Wario, sorry, bullying at the hands of a well-intentioned child Mario who did not realize the lasting effect his games would have. So, so, so Mario, as a child, was an unintentional bully. That's fucked up. Mario's our hero. (laughs) The hero of gaming. And he was a bully. So, driven by a lifetime of jealousy, the adult Wario sought to take over Mario's castle in the country of Mario Land. I don't know where Mario got a castle. He never brings it up again. <laughs> he attempted to he's do. He's humble. He's too humble to bring <laughs> up the fact that he has a castle. He probably felt guilty from all the bullying he did. He attempted to do so many times, but was always defeated until he stumbled upon a proper distraction. While Mario is away saving Princess Daisy from the clutches of Tatanga, I love the Mario Land series, by the way. They're great. Wario takes over. He hypnotizes the citizens of Mario Land with a magic spell and scatters the six golden coins. That's all fine. So basically, I've come down to he was driven by obsession and hero worship. And then he, so, so he, that's why he dresses up like a distorted version of Mario. So he's like a, he's like a fa- fanboy that he, he loves Mario. He wants to be like Mario. He's jealous of Mario. But at the same time, he resents and hates Mario for his fame, success, and bullying. It's like a uh, syndrome. That's in, a in reference. The like the, incre- like the Incredibles. Seiji, have you seen The Incredibles? The movie. Picture movie? Yeah. 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 Do you like it? I like the movie, yes. There's supposed to be a sequel. Did that never, never happen? It's still, um, yeah, it's, like, happening, it, I think. It's production. Yeah. Ooh. I, I'd like to see that. You know, uh, The Incredibles had a bunch of games. I, I've not played any. Did you play it? Yep. Uh, you PS- really have? Yeah, Holy I had the PS2 that. one. Tell me Actually, about we it. played that a lot. What, uh, they were kind of like beat-em-ups. It wasn't super, uh, I don't know, adventurous in its gaming. It was just kind of like... If I could compare it to something, I'd say Ratchet & Clank, actually. Really? Yeah, same style of play and stuff. You think it was decent? I liked it. My brother liked it. My brother played it a lot more. Uh, my sister and I, um, a lot of the times, would fight over it whenever it came up to a level where you get to play as uh, Violet. Right. Uh, she's a visible grill. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Hmm. You know, some licensed games uh, can be good. Hmm. Off top of your head, and I'm trying to think of one too, is there any licensed games that you can think of that you liked as a kid, Seiji? I guess, like, DuckTales, probably. Um, yeah, probably my favorite was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja oh, Turtles yeah. one. That's because Konami was badass back There's then. A bunch of them they are really, really good, especially Turtles in Time, the arcade yep. game. Yeah. Did you ever play the? You must have played the arcade one in the arcade, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. that's that's an experience that I I will I miss. I wish I, I maybe where you live you have arcades. We certainly fucking don't. I <laughs> I really wish that we did though. An arcade, I miss arcades. You know, full circle. Uh, the Hook game for the SNES, pretty pretty good. That's a game I rented as a kid and I was terrible at, uh, but I bought it as an adult and play. I didn't play it through. I, I do want to beat it someday. But anyway, it's a game. It's pretty fun and uh, weird. Uh, but uh, you know, you get to play as Fat Robin Williams for the first part of the stage, and then I think later on or something, or you transform into the thin Peter Pan at some point, which is very body shaming. Uh, but. Yeah, you get to fly around as, as adult Peter Pan, Robin Williams. You have a gold sword. It's a fun game, and I recommend people check it out. Hook, the SNES, and Ninja Turtles uh, Arcade, also on the NES, and various other platforms, I think. Hook for Hook. the SNES, eh? Yeah, have you, have you played it? No, but now that, I'm interested. That could be an episode in the future, actually, because we could be an all easily have access to it. And uh, it's not a long game. It's like two to four hours, I think. Has good music. Yeah, I won't go much more into it because we could actually use it as a, as a fun episode. But yeah, Hook's an awesome game, and uh, I, I love the movie as a kid. I, mean, I think it has its issues, I'm sure nowadays. But I that it. was the one that had the voice actor did the voice for like Zuko and stuff was in it as one of the Lost Boys, I think. Really? Yep. Was it Rufio? Think... Yes. Bang a rang, Rufio, Rufio. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I Yeah, that guy. That guy does the voice for like Zuko, and if you've ever seen. Uh... American Dragon, Jake, uh, Jake Long, and all those. But yeah. I've only seen uh, Avatar. He looks like a Zuko <laughs> to me. I, yeah, he fits it. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. That was, a, that was a fun movie. I really, I think, <laughs> I, no one cares about my opinions of movies, but I mean, it, if you're already listening about my opinions of games, it's not that far of a stretch. But I think that movie's a classic. Pretty good. Jurassic Park, also another good. That had a lot of games that weren't as good. But I always, always obsessed with the Genesis Jurassic Park game. For some reason, I didn't have a Genesis as a kid. I did, and then I sold it, and I got a Super Nintendo. And the Super Nintendo version of Jurassic Park, I don't know if you guys have played it, but it's like a top-down uh, 
overhead shooter, and it was really hard. I still think oh, it's very hard. I may have played that. It's fucking difficult. And the Genesis version, however, was a um, side-scrolling game, and they used uh, the like the rent like what the digitized uh, sprites and stuff like they did for Mortal Kombat. The Genesis version had like that kind of look to it. So the T Rex looked like it might have been like uh, I don't know sprites that were modeled off the uh, models for the movies and stuff. So it looked like, kind of realistic, and I was always jealous because I wanted to play that version, but I didn't have the Genesis at the time, so I never could. And the Super Nintendo version was super cartoony, which, by the way, flipping it now, I would probably prefer the, the aesthetics of the Super Nintendo. But the Genesis one looks super cool as a kid, and I couldn't play it. And the, and the SNES one that I could play was too hard. You had to collect eggs or something? It's weird. And there's an NES one for Jurassic Park as well, I believe, which is even harder. So Jurassic Park games are pretty... <laughs> I, I like when uh, our shit's off the cuff like this. Um, yeah. yeah, man. I, those guys are fun games. I, I'm trying to think of other... Other good games that are that are like not talked about as much nowadays. Jurassic Park and Hook are great. The Power Rangers game, everybody knows about that one. That's a classic for the SNES. I had that one. Did you? Yeah. Nice. It's a fun game. And there's a lot of weird ones. I want to try. There's a Biker Mice from Mars one. I think for the <laughs> SNES. I should I, I should look for that sometime. Biker it looks Mice like, from Mars. That's a weird joke. I I uh I was just what we were talking about this. I was thinking, man, it might be fun at some point. Another episode idea because why not plan them now. Uh, just looking for obscure '90s cartoons that were made into games. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. I'm pretty sure had a game. Oh, did that have a game? <laughs> I'm I'm almost positive. It's amazing. I am one Google search away from finding out Rocco's Modern Life. I'm pretty sure it was a game. I, and I want to be if I'm right, then this this is a good experience. Yeah, there was one. Rocco's Modern Life, Spunky's Dangerous Day for the SNES. So Damn. I'm thinking it might be fun to just pick a handful of these at some point. I mean, they're all mm -hmm. easily obtainable. If you, you know. Uh, and we could see what, what kind of fucking games these were. I, I, I'm willing to bet. I would bet money that I would say eight out of ten of these are side-scrolling platforming games of varying degrees of quality. There's a bunch of red and stimpy ones, too. Uh, yeah. I bet. I wonder if there's one. Oh, man. There's so many. That's that's another thing. Anyways, I have nothing else to say about anything. Uh, I'm willing to talk about any, any game stuff. If you guys have any other things you want to mention before we go. I know Sage has like four or five minutes left. So any any final thoughts on life? Uh or games or old games or new games looking for are you guys looking forward to anything this year besides mario kart and splatoon 2 e3 e oh man when we so we have a month or so till we do our e3 episode our pre-e3 episode where we make really shitty predictions and never get them right i'm excited those are always fun to do and then our e3 episodes are really long <laughs> i think we were like our first one was like two hours or something like that, that was oh really yeah, it was, it was our longest one, I think. I think I'm going to predict Metroid like for the third year straight. <laughs> well, you don't have to predict that Zelda's going to come out this year anymore, at least. <laughs> you only got that wrong for like three years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Zelda was supposed to come out like when we started doing Bonus Barrel, <laughs> like that year. Oh, and, really? uh, yeah, and then every year Seiji's heart would get broken a little bit more as he's like, all Aww. right, this year Nintendo has to put out Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and then it would come to pass that it would still not be out. I think I we went think through was, two or three E3s. I think it was even supposed to come out like the year before. Like, yeah. End you of know. 2014. <laughs> and never. It's it's out now and it was worth the wait. But but it was always funny. I was I was at the point where I was like, okay, Zelda's never coming out, Sage. You'll never you'll never see that game. But he <laughs> oh. did. He did. But it came out and it's it's beautiful. It was worth it was worth the wait. I would say I agree. It was worth it. This game, man, this year, it's it's gonna I, was there. Any Nintendo games in the the um, game of the year category for that thing they do every year where they they just you know pit games against each other? I can't remember if Nintendo had any presence last year. Was there any major releases? Pokemon probably was in there. Yeah, maybe. But this Not year for the Wii U. No, yeah, but this year we're gonna have the Switch slash Wii U. I mean, Zelda's gonna be a nominee no matter what. It will likely win. It being a Zelda game, but it's gonna have some tough competition this year. I think it's gonna. There's a lot of good games this year. It's kind of insane. No, it's it good. will win. This 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 one of those games that comes out every, I don't know, five years or so. So we should do our. We should start doing an end. You know what would be fun? We should do a, like our own BB awards. <laughs> there's only four of us, so we can decide via voting what games we think should win things. That could be fun. There's an option. So many options. All right, I'm done. 
So, oh, oh, final note. I listened to I listened to an episode of Flock Talk. You know what? I wouldn't damage it. There you go. It was good. I finally finally did something with my life and listened to uh, a new podcast. It's really hard for me to adopt new ones, but I wanted to give a big shout out. But here's my complaint about Flock Talk. They said the episode was about taxes, Canadian taxes. Mm-hmm. So I went in thinking it was going to be about Canadian taxes, but it was just a fool, an April's fool. I, they made a fool out of me, Shelby. Oh, really? Yeah, they just talked about other. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah. Anyways, I uh, it was it was um, it was amusing to me. A good episode, good stuff. I, I uh, they tricked me though. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Thanks for listening to Bonus Barrel. Uh, CartridgeClub.org is a place that is uh, where our stuff is at, and it's community full of uh, really cool people uh we're part of it and uh you know p1 is cool p 2s all right oh, oh did you want to mention the halo armor at all no that was explained to me well enough that it made sense okay so. that's fine we could have will someday we'll we'll tell the viewer the viewer the listener about uh, halo armor and how it makes sense yeah how armor not, lock makes sense yeah not how it doesn't make sense because it does make sense mm-hmm. as it was explained to you Cool. All right. Well, all right. I'll just tell my clothes for real. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Rob. And Shelby. And Sagey. All right. <laughs> See ya. Yeah.